What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put on your high heels, hike up them skirts, and, and gents get up them dollars, because we got ourselves another bang it episode on this one. I am a, I am that good sexy lunchbox. <laughs> and I'm entertained. <laughs> and we got Meg right here, as always. Oh, yeah. Yep, just sitting in the back corner, just sipping on a drink, just... Watching all the girls just do their thing and, uh, you know, getting ready for the D-Squad. Those bitches better have my cut. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we have one hell of an episode for you because, Meg, what are we doing for our month? So this month, coming off of a super high with our Winter Horrorland movies, we're going into, I don't know, potential high, potential low. We're going to do glorious B-movies. Yep, it's the the awesomely bad B-movie month. I I have the, all the excites. I am very excited, too. I think um, I love a camp movie. I love a trash movie sometimes. Like, it's just... Not everything needs to be so serious. I know we gushed real hard over Misery and The Thing, and last month was full of some highbrow stuff. Not this month. Yeah. This month we go low, low. Yeah, so this, we just kind of picked it random, but I think we picked some pretty good gems for this month, and uh, for our first going around was your pick, and uh, and I'm pretty sure you guys already know what you guys clicked on. What, what do we got? You want a date? You got any money? What are you doing tonight? We picked Frankenhooker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I shouldn't say oh. we. I shouldn't say we. I picked Frankenhooker. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny little story. So this would be the second time that I've seen this movie, and the first time that I've ever ever watched this movie, it was with your mom, mm-hmm. and your mom picked the movie. Before I even entered the room, like, I, like she was just going to just watch it just on her own. And I just happened to, like, sit down and I was drawing or, or doing doing something. And I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, Frankenhooker. Haha, <laughs> this will be funny. I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm sitting with your mom watching <laughs> a bunch of hookers get pieced together, which is really, really funny. And a tray full of boobies. <laughs> yeah. So well, my mom, it was a fun one. My mom likes horror movies, so that's really not a surprise. Although, I don't know if I can fully qualify this. I mean, I guess it's a horror movie. It's it's a uh, a horror comedy for sure. Like it's, it's It a, leans in real hard with the comedy, though. It's yeah. definitely more of a black comedy than anything but if you really if you think about it from the standpoint of like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or I mean, piecemeal hookers is definitely it's, yeah I mean like there's people at, physically dying like it, like on screen and 
it's I I would consider it yes. It's very light. There's creatures, but it's there. Oh yeah, there's creatures. There's uh body parts. There's a tiny. It's bit murder. Of, there's a tiny bit of gore. Yeah. There's science experiments. Um, I mean, if if you count something, if you count Frankenstein, like the Universal Frankenstein, as a as a horror movie, this could definitely be you considered. Cannot compare this to Frankenstein. No, no, but um, no, but <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying is like in the Franken world, this could definitely be labeled into it. Right. I mean, I, body parts. I mean, if anything, I mean, I think we could even possibly do at some point Young Frankenstein. Yeah, you know, just it's like, it, but that's not really that. That's a straight up proper comedy. That's though. a the straight up proper comedy with the Frankenstein layover to it. This actually yeah, has. There was all no, that. there was no cabaret version of putting on the Ritz in this movie. God damn it! I wish there was. Same. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, having a a, a a Franken hooker walk around asking people for money and, and wanting to date and. <laughs> it's yeah. like that. Like you can't. That that that's a that's a pretty good close second. And making um, that face. Yeah, the like, out face. I mean, what, like, yeah. So give us the uh, the deets on this. Yeah. So before we get into the like, I guess the uh, I don't even I don't even know what just to call it anyway. Um, before we get gross, the movie Frankenhooker was released on June first, nineteen ninety. It was made for but for a budget of about two and a half million dollars. This movie could not get a rating. Uh, there is a jokey story where the MPAA called up the director of this movie and said, Hey, congratulations, you're the first one to ever receive an, a rating S for shit. Uh, <clears throat> so this movie had to be released without a rating because they were going to slap it with an X. It ended up only making about $205,000. It bombed. However, it did receive some serious cult love after it came out on VHS. Yeah, VHS is where this thing blew up, mm-hmm. and, and and a lot of a lot of B movies. That's mainly where that happens. I mean, obviously because they just go straight to video or anything like that. I mean, it's very rare when you get a B movie that goes you know to a theater for a little bit. And even if it goes to a theater, it's only going to like select theaters, possibly a dollar theater if that's if that's the case. But even then, I mean. Yeah, the VHS era. That's that's where it was at, and that's I, where I got some of, uh, little nice little trivia on that VHS. There's some nice little like that's where a lot of the good cheesy stuff was was cruising through Blockbuster on a Friday night, just making yeah. it random. Yeah, and and before you jump back into the deets uh, on the VHS tape, uh, they had it was a probably some of the best marketing I've ever seen. On a VHS box. And I remember seeing this when I was a kid. You would walk up. You saw the box art, right? It was, you know, the Frankenhooker. And she's doing the, the crazy face. And, I mean, it just says big letters. Frankenhooker right on, on top, right? Your mother would never let you read this no. in a million years. But. I think even now at 34, had, she still would tell you no. Yeah, she was like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but, she like, it had a tagline from. Bill Murray saying that if you saw one movie this year, it's Frankenhooker. I'm like, Bill Murray, come on. Like, you can't get anything better than that. 
But then they had the the tagline was a movie full of sluts and bolts. Fucking poetry. Like, it are really you kidding? It was a like, great play on words. So damn good. Like, it's so clever. But the biggest part of the marketing, the, and the, the last final thing, for the box art, or like the box itself, is you walked up to it, you saw the packaging, you saw the crazy-ass tagline, you saw the, the Bill Murray nod. And then the button. The button. You hit the button, and it fucking says, you want a date? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> how awesome genius. is that? Yeah. Like, you hit the button and it fucking talks to you. I've never seen any other VHS, like, copy do that ever in my history. And I've worked at a video store when VHSs were uh, sort of around. Like, well, they were transitioning out. They were yeah. there. But still, fucking amazing. Yeah. If I could get one, genius. that'd be amazing. I would love that. Right. Scour Goodwill for And that. then, like, while you're sleeping, just at one night, just put it right next to your, what a date! <laughs> you know what I think we might have it is maybe, like, Grindhouse down in Tampa. Ooh, we might have to go we check that out. We might have to take a field trip. Um, anyway, back to the pertinence. Yeah, yeah, back to this. <laughs> Frank and Hooker was directed by Frank Henenlotter, written by Robert Martin and Frank Henenlotter. Um, Frank Henenlotter also did both basket case movies and uh, brain uh, all, damage movies. I think it was all the baskets. I think he's done all the basket case yeah, movies. Yeah, like there's like, what, three of them? I three don't remember. I know there's at least two. That's another bag of cats that it's like, holy shit, like, we're going to have to do that at some point. It looks <laughs> really weird. The movie stars James Lorenz as Jeffrey, um, Patty Mullen as Elizabeth, who, sidebar, was Penthouse Pet of the Year, I think, the year before. Oh, yeah, she was. And, um... As in a very small but interesting and eye-catching role was Zachary as the weatherman. If you're into horror TV shows and campy stuff in the vein of Mystery Science Theater 3000, you are familiar with Zachary. Because he was on uh, the Joe Bob's... He, the original run of Joe Bob Briggs. Um, he also... I think he had his own show. He did a few other things. He had... Yeah. Uh, he played a part called Roland... Like way back, I think it was in the sixties like or seventies or something like that. It was he's been around forever. He he passed a few years ago. Yeah, but no, it's still it's really cool to get some type of like horror horror cred on there. And he had a crazy ass face on there, so I was like, the weatherman. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yep. So we got uh, a nudie model, a B actor, and then a guy who just would randomly pop up as talking head in horror movie talk shows, <laughs> and hosted his own thing. So anyway, Franken Hooker. This movie was weird. Oh, also, uh, did you mention Zorro? Oh, no. I forgot about Zorro the Pimp. Um, are, you, are you kidding me? Because like, he's like a big player. We have to mention Zorro. I know, I know, I know. Fucking I jacked up Freddie Mercury looking motherfucker. He, he really did kind of look like Freddie Mercury. Uh, the, Zorro was played by Joseph Gonzalez. Um, he doesn't really have a... I mean, most of the people on this, it's like... if You, you only knew Patty Mullen if you were into uh, porno mags. Like, nobody was really a star in this movie, which is probably why they were able to make it as cheaply as they did. But yeah, I, I think that... This movie was weird! I, I in a way, like that, where it's, you don't, like, when there's nobody that you know. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone is, is fresh out the gate. Um, I mean, it's, when you guys, have, like, I mean, back in, like, and I'm I'm thinking back to a, a better movie than this, um, but like Friday the Thirteenth, right? So we have Kevin Bacon who would become 
1980, he was nobody. Absolutely nobody. Like, there was nobody in that cast besides Betsy Palmer. And Betsy Palmer was only in the movie for, what, five minutes? A little longer than that. It was probably closer to ten. Like, she wasn't in there long at all. But no, but it's like, it's still, she was in there for a very short amount of time, and it's like, but everybody in the cast, and it's still one of those very iconic, and it's just it, legendary movies. Um, and so I, I kind of like that. I think Frankenhooker's legendary for its own special reasons. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. It's not exactly for the same reasons that, say, like Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street or all these other low budget ones. Yeah, I mean, were it's, but it's got its own legendary. But stuff. but I throw I threw it into uh, Friday the Thirteenth into that mix just because it, it also had that that same kind of uh, leeway. I mean, uh, what wasn't um, it was it Cunningham? Like, what didn't he do? Like softcore porn. And stuff like that, and so yeah. I mean, he kind of that. He that's... called them. He he affectionately refers to them as marital aids. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he did porn. Yeah, but that's where I'm, it's like it's he in that vein of where like the guys you know from, from like Basket Case, like his was more of like it wasn't to go, you know, just in, in a weird sexual way. This was weird for weird, and there yeah. was there was stuff in there that like later and, on in the movie that was just like, it, okay, that makes sense with the basket case thing, right? But, but I also, this is a movie about hookers, and you see bare breasts, but it was so weirdly not sexual. Like I didn't find anything overtly sexual about it at all. It was. It was in fact quite the opposite. The way that the way that they played it. And this is something that I kind of feel is is genius for the movie, and that is saying a lot <laughs> for a movie about dead hookers coming back to life. But the genius of this movie is all in Jeffrey. If you are really paying attention to it, Jeffrey is... I almost saw him as kind of like a rain man of sorts because he like he talked to himself the whole fucking movie. Like, yeah, he wasn't quiet at all. No, ever. he was just like he was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get a cheeseburger and I'll come back and then we'll come back and then I'll just put you know put the girls back together. Oh, where am I gonna get the girls? And he just kind of it just did not stop. Mm-hmm. And even when he's talking to somebody, he still had that same like. Okay, well, I'm going to go, you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, Mom, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. It will be good. It, it, it's like he had his internal dialogue, yeah. but he wasn't able to keep it internal. He had to say it all out loud. And that was great. But with him being the way that he is, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a Peter Cushing Van Helsing, or not Van Helsing, but like, um, Dr. Uh, the, the Frankenstein from the Hammer films, where he was just like, I'm just going to go fucking kill anybody. And, you know, just for the body parts and then, you know, use it for my monster. It was, this was, I want to, I, I just want to bring my fiance back. And, like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And so he just kind of had, like, that sweet and innocence about him. And when he's going around, he's like, oh, well, there's hookers. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, people, the girls of the street, I'll just go out. He still had that sweet and innocence about him. And so when he's looking at the girls, he's like, "Oh well, I'm just got I gotta go pick all these, you know, pick these girls out." Yeah, it, it wasn't like it where, where he's like, 
oogling them for you know, like oh I, I can't wait to stick my dick in them it was uh it's like it's for science yeah it, it like it's purely for okay well like who's got the best body so that i can fucking kill you and then take your body and it's just it, it's it's really really funny because and it's kind of a smart idea if you really think about it because it's most of these girls i mean again sadly enough it's these are girls that no one really cares about. Yeah, I they mean, are it's, they are sadly considered disposable. Yes, and so and that's it is a very sad thing. And again, it's like if you were in that position and you're listening to this show, welcome and we're sorry. But that's I the thing is again. like, <laughs> but that's the thing is like Jeffrey had a really good idea, and <laughs> to set it up, he, his idea was like when he was going to go get the the you know run the streets on the on the 42nd street for the hookers he went and made his own super crack he thought that well the way that he's justifying the killing of 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 a girl or whatever is that they're already on crack they're already killing themselves i'm just speeding up the process by like a lot <laughs> yeah by a lot a lot actually he tests the super crack out on a hamster and the thing pops like and it explodes into different pieces and i'm like that's not good like and he's like oh that'll do he just yeah. carried it around with him it's just a big old bag just full of these massive well, rocks if you're looking at it from a purely practical kind of standpoint why on earth would you want to transplant your fiance into somebody whose body is that beat up and, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Wrecked? Well, yeah. Well, not just, not just from like the... <laughs> Taken around the block a couple times? No. I'm trying, trying to figure out the drugs. Tainted by the drug. Like, they're just, they're not healthy. Their organs are beat up from drug use and then other organs are beat up from... Well, entirely too many sexual partners. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think that's why he was he was mainly looking for the body parts just for I think looks because there was a scene where he, he's got the fucking creepy terrible dinner scene with with Shelly's head and Elizabeth Shelly was her last name. Well, yeah, I, I call her Shelly. Um, but so he's got her head on the table and he's like, I'm going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to get you a body. It's going to be great. And he starts showing her like nudie mag pictures with her face pasted on. Yeah. He's like, head. Oh, he's like, Oh, do you like this one? This one's great. Like her boobs are really good. He's like, I think you look really good. It says, Oh, you don't like this one here. How about this one? And he's like, show it's like, it's so weird. And it was like, awkward he was trying and... to show her the Sears catalog or something. It was really weird. Yeah. But it was just, but that's where it's like, I think, it was more of because that she had a quote unquote body problem, uh, like they they were calling her fat, and I was like, dude, not no, you like she was thick with like three C's, and uh, they, they, but you could tell her clothes were padded underneath it all. It was like, a, it was a fat suit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, like, but it, it was a really bad fat, fat suit. It wasn't even really a fat suit like they padded out her hips and butt a little bit like like it was funny because when they first showed elizabeth uh they only showed her from like the chest up 
And so when they're like, uh, her, one of her friends comes around, she's like, oh, hi, like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, my mom's getting on me for eating again. It's like, yeah, and like, and they start talking about her eating disorder. And I'm like, you're fucking skinny. Like, we're, like, you have no neck. You could tell, like, it's tone. And then like, all of a sudden they back up, and I'm like, and you could tell that she's got, like, a skinny top. And then they gave her, like, the wide waist, like, just the, the big fat ass. And I'm like, all right, first of all. <laughs> First of all, I'd hit that. In this day and age, a lot of people would hit that. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably hit it twice. <laughs> but that's the thing is like it like that is like up somebody's alley. It's like ladies love your asses. Telling you. Like that's the thing is love your body. Don't fucking get shamed in anything else because like I've seen a lot of thick girls out there killing it yeah like you're doing good you're that's doing, all they really did was just you know, made her ass bigger and it looked weird it did it, it did it looked and they gave her dumpy clothes <laughs> yeah it's like it was it was very frumpy almost. and then you and then you find out that patty mullen was in penthouse the year before and it's like <laughs> yeah really but i saw um i've seen this uh it's like a, a behind the scenes uh shot of her getting in the suit so it's like this big, like one piece, almost like a wetsuit, and they padded it into like all the like they put all these like well, they big... like stuff tissues and towels. No, in no, it? it's like it's all the it's like it's a foam padding, uh, like so they they cut the shape of whatever she is, but it's like you, you see like this big, just this big ass, and then like you can see where the sides where they try to fill out but it's just very weird but like she's like dancing around <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah. The, the proportions were all fucked up <laughs> but it's like yeah but this was elizabeth's chance to finally have the fit body her mother would be proud of but her fiance just was like he i can't believe uh i was like showing her catalog it was ridiculous yeah the yeah, I didn't much think of the fat. The fat thing kind of bothered me. I was like, I forgot it was. I forgot what the eighties and the nineties were like. Oh, so toxic. But um, yeah, they ended up completely making her over. I mean, she was blonde when she died, and somehow he puts her back together. Her hair is purple. Her nipples are purple. Um, well, she's dead, and I mean, but like the 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 hair turning purple, I think, is more of a. Trying to get that Bride of Frankenstein kind of look and just well, making something like a little bit different. I mean, since she just went through a complete. So you know. I I knew about the gist of the story before I picked this one out because I hadn't seen it before and you watched it with my mother. <laughs> I yeah. thought this would be a good one to to give it a shot because I know a lot of people who think this is a riot. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's do that. So I have a pretty vague, like at least a gist idea of of. The basic plot points of the movie. But at the very beginning, when we are meeting everybody, um, Elizabeth's dad was having a birthday party. And Jeffrey built this remote-controlled lawnmower, this humongous remote-controlled lawnmower. And, and, and by the way, too, Jeffrey is a very interesting character because he is a... a, a a former med student from like three different schools, but he's also an electrician, like a really good electrician. So it kind of like fits in with the whole Frankenstein thing, mm -hmm. but that's where it's like, yeah, Jeffrey may like, he 
did the motor or like the the remote control part and hooked it up to this massive Yeah, so lawnmower. he built this huge remote control lawnmower thing and Elizabeth was so proud to show her dad. It's like, oh, look what Jeffrey built for you. Whatever. She hits the button and doesn't realize that it's coming up behind her and she gets run over by the lawnmower. And I was like, oh, so that's how this happens. Okay. And the only things that Jeffrey managed to salvage was her head, like a hand, a foot, and I think like a spare big toe or something. There was just some random assorted parts. And he kept them in... A chest freezer filled with this with, estrogen. With Prince's purple rain is what that was. That would keep any woman alive. Guaranteed. Yeah. And it was this estrogen-based life goo that he had. Purple rain. Purple rain. That he had her floating around in. I guess that preserved her long enough for him to be. Because it took him months to get this plan together. She had been pickling for a while. And I don't even think the brain would be good anymore after that amount of time. But... Call me crazy. Yeah, I mean, you could go into the the whole you know, the life cycle of the brain, and I mean, like there was a whole thing in the Reanimator where they did that, where it's like, oh, you only have like a few, you know, certain amount of time to to deal with. Um, so I mean, it's like, yeah, like that's something that it's kind of like, well, if the brain is damaged, then how is it going to function? But then we go, this is a this probably the movie about yeah. Uh, hookers and yeah, probably not the best time to ask the question. Yeah, like this. This is yeah. This is not. This is this is the time to sit there and act like a child and go hee 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 funny. And <laughs> it's just it's it's silly for for silly sake because like there was another scene that like really threw me off because I I didn't understand like how he would be able to survive it but jeffrey had this thing where he would it would almost like he would like overload himself and that's when like that rain man thing when he's like oh like he's just like oh i gotta i can't like i gotta figure it out and he just started like going nuts he took a power drill mm-hmm. and shoved it in the back of his head to calm himself down so that's, that he could think no that's not what it was for. no no because he, at that point in time, he had decided that he was going to go pick a hooker to put Elizabeth's head on. And he was, he was debating whether or not he should actually go through with it in that scene. And what he did was he took the drill to essentially lobotomize the part of his brain that controls his inhibitions so that he could do it without remorse. Because he knew, he already felt guilty about even yeah. thinking about it. So, I guess that's a thing that Jeffrey Dahmer had done to his victims. Like, to lower their inhibitions, he would put a power drill in that part of the brain. And it would damage it. It would keep you alive. You'd be fine. Because it wasn't any part of the brain that but controlled bodily functions. But, yeah, it was to lower the inhibitions like, to... I mean, that's not a thing you want to ever perform on yourself. No, I mean, I... Like, I mean, it hurts to, like, you know, prick your finger with, like, a thumbtack or something like that. But it's, like, so he's putting a drill in his head, and he's just, like, having a good old time. Yeah, just like no, They had nothing, like, oh, like, this is fine. And then it, was, it, and it, like, it was just in there for a while. And he's having a conversation with himself. And it's, like, uh, okay. Like, there's no screaming. There's no blood. There's no nothing. It's just, and then that, again, same thing. Stupid movie. Ha ha ha. Keep it going. 
moving on. Yeah. And it's just... That's, that's literally the only reason why he did it is because he had finally decided... He heard there was a big electrical storm coming. He had finally decided, okay, I'm going to go through with this. But he had that part of his brain that would have put the wall up. And apparently he had to turn that into a smoothie in order to move forward with his plan of <clears throat> collecting. Well, I think the plan initially was to just get one. It was, that, that's all it was. It was and just, just do like a head transplant on her. Yeah. But and- <laughs> that is not what happened. He ended up getting a sampler from Zorro of like six or seven women and he brings them back to the seedy hotel room to play to quote unquote play doctor and he's taking measurements and he's doing the giving them the old poke and prod <laughs> and there's this one brilliant scene where he's checking out one of their asses and he in, in approval he takes a black sharpie and checks her it's ass cheek thing. now uh, now that I'm going to bring this back in a, in, a, in a second. But that scene, again, that's something else that is genius that the... It's the, silly as shit. No, but here's the thing is uh, every that entire sequence of him playing doctor and like checking all the girls and stuff out, he improv it all. Mm-hmm. Like, so everything, like, all the little all one-liners. All the mumbling to all himself. That, all yeah. the stuff where he's, like, he's talking about the girls. Like, oh, your breasts are great. Or the nipples are, like, all that stuff is all improv by him, which is great. Like, fantastic. But that scene with the fucking check mark on the ass <laughs> is f- fucking, again, I say genius because... Later on, when mm-hmm. we see the fucking the final the final result, we see because uh, I believe it was um, like so it was on Elizabeth when she's walking around like she you see her she's gonna have sex with the with this uh, I don't know the man of the man of the hour type of thing her John yeah so she she walks into the scene and you can see the check mark on the ass and I'm like that's fucking great like you, that's like that's perfect. Because and we all know they how you feel about back. your continuity. So exactly, I love some some type of continuity, and that is so simple to do. And it's one of those like, oh well, that was this girl's ass, and it's really funny. It's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny, and it, like, but that that's the stuff that's like, it was really good as far as like him doing the measurements and everything else, and he's like, you know, in between their legs, and he's like looking up in their stuff, and he's just like. Oh, like, it's like, oh, not a whole lot of wear and tear on this. Like, like he's fucking checking out a car. And he's just yeah, like, he's under the hood of a car or it's something. Real, but then at the end of it, he's just like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I like, I like, I like all of you. I can't select, like, they're, like, it's, you know, somebody's got one good thing and this has got another thing. There's one girl in there. I'm like, you fucking fail. You are busted as shit. There were a couple in there. You that are were, a lemon, ma'am. There was a couple in there that were really pretty. Um, yeah. That I was like, oh, okay. I can, I mean, all right. I guess you had to pick one. But he didn't end up having to pick one because the lead hooker got into his bag and found his giant bag of super crack, in which they immediately start passing around. And they and then it blew like, up. Like cats on catnip. Just like, they're like... Chris, oh my God, he's got crack. Let go. And they like pin him down and they all start smoking it. And he's just like, no, no, you're going to kill yourself. And they're just like, eh, whatever. Like just 
doing, you know, just smoking this big-ass bag of crack. Um, another uh, nice little, uh, little trivia bit is, I guess he was trying to, uh, uh, the director, Frank, he was actually trying to uh, hire actresses to play these, like, hookers and strippers or whatever. And one, didn't have enough money, and two, none of the actresses wanted to do any of the scenes topless. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, no nudity, yeah, and so he freaked a, out. Yeah, nudity is so tough. all of the strippers that are in this movie are straight up strippers. Like he found, Yeah, he found, um, and, es- and I think he found escorts, too. Yeah. Or, no, 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 porn stars. I think it was strippers and porn stars, I Strippers think. and porn stars, but it's like, but, so they were... You know, comfortable with getting naked and and just being naked for a number of time and like having their you know junk shown close up on screen, um, so they're all their morals fucking out the door. But that's the thing is like yeah. Well, in a in a situation like that, it, when you're doing this kind of film, it, this is a straight up exploitation uh, movie. Uh, you have to be okay with being naked. And I don't think he could afford Linnea Quigley at the time. So. No. Uh, another nice little uh, tidbit of, like, zero fucks given. That scene where Jeffrey is driving into 42nd Street or whatever, uh, they're showing a bunch of, like, shots um, of New York, and then, uh, like, it's just down down the streets, and you see where there's a bunch of, like, the hookers and stuff that are actually looking in cars and stuff like that. That is legit hookers. Like yeah. that, like he, there was no they just filmed, consent. He just they filmed New York City at night. Just point and click. Like it was just they're hookers. There you go. Like perfect. So all that footage. Now the scene where uh, it's like outside the bar and uh, a couple of them were crossdressers too. Yeah. So they had uh, that scene outside the bar. Those are all like paid actors and stuff like that because. They're all clothed, and they didn't have any, any you know worries about you know, about any of that stuff. But it was just like it was just really funny <laughs> that that one shot where Jeffrey's driving and trying to check out where where to go. Those were all straight up real hookers, like in in the wild, like in their natural <laughs> habitat, like just getting and just prowling around. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes in this is when he's putting. Elizabeth back together and you see him in his by the way he built his lab in his mom's garage which is great um but he's putting he collected all of the hooker parts and brought them back in his trunk which would not close so he has trash bags full of exploded hooker Hanging and out of the trunk of his car. There's like a fucking hand. Like, you can see, clear as day, a hand sticking Right, like and he had to drive out. all the way back to New Jersey with Body parts in his trunk. Now, try not to think about it too hard. <laughs> but when he gets back, he's he sorts the body parts out. He puts like the heads in the chest freezer because he is like, I have to put these women back together. He felt so guilty about it. But when he's starting to put Elizabeth back together, he's got the different trays of parts. My one of my favorite one is he's got this platter mounded piled high with boobies like it's individual boobs that have been removed from the body and he's like trying to retrofit them on her and it was so good because it was so ridiculous 
that he's like, no, that one's not quite right. And those two don't match. And this one doesn't really fit. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. What yeah. are we doing here? It, they almost, it was good. They, almost uh, they reminded me a lot of like breast implants. Like, and that's probably what they used for the, the, the scene. Um, because they like, were more, they looked more like, I think they just made foam rubber. They made foam rubber boobies. But it's still, it's it's really funny because it's like, well, boobs don't work that way. Nope, and not even like, a little. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's just it's just funny the way he was picking them up. They're like, they're just sacks of they're fat. Like, they're like they're like like hamburger buns. Like it was just, it's like <laughs> there he goes. Like, but that was that was a really funny scene where he's piecing everything together. But then that also comes into play later because all the parts that he doesn't use, he just takes them and just dumps them into Back in the, the, the purple rain and just gets it you know just locks the locks the door and that's it comes back later on in a weird weird way but that's the thing is like it's he's still talking to the body parts as if they were actual people yeah just actual people and all the stuff with uh you know with elizabeth it was really good as far as like once you got into that Frankenstein aspect of it because I love that where they you know where like his laboratory he had for some reason had like this massive crane in the middle of this garage he had the the the, the trap door that that went open and then like the storm came up you finally got the lightning and it's like did the whole typical yeah but the thing. the entire lift system went like a mile into the air it did why did it like how like why and how Um, i don't know but let's talk about it when we get back from the break oh yeah and we're back yeah it was the most phallic thing in the movie just this huge rod with a body on it yeah it's it was very very comical and and the thing that that kills me about that is he went through so much work and he had to time it perfectly with a storm. Yet, at the end of the movie, he brings back Elizabeth with just electric shock. It wasn't a... It's like, did you need to do all that or could you just... You could have just hooked her up to jumper cables? Yeah, it's like... Because that's basically what it was. Now, granted... I think maybe it's like the only way I could justify that is that he needed to have a massive amount of electricity to bring the life back. And then like she was already kind of alive. So he had to just jumpstart her? And so he just jumpstart her. And that, that's the only yeah. thing I could think of is the reasoning behind that logic. But it's still that big ass rod. Yeah, can't goes. think about it too hard. <laughs> Don't do it. It's ridiculous. Well. But- and that's that was one of the things that bugged me. I think about this movie is the movie's called Frankenhooker. You don't even get to that part until like an hour into the movie. It's an eighty-five minute runtime. You get almost no time with this character, essentially. Um, and most of the time, you get it's with more her, time than the bride. That's fair, but the but like a lot. Yeah, and the um, bride, and it was named the whole movie was named after her. And then fucking you get her like for the last like couple minutes of thirty movie. seconds, thirty, forty seconds in the movie. Yeah, she screams, We belong dead, the end. Yeah. Um the It's just it was such a short runtime and to have so much of it. And then even after she's brought back to life, like there's no interaction really between her and Jeffrey 
it's most of that last part of the movie is spent with Jeffrey chasing her through New York City trying to get her back in the car so he can take her home and she doesn't actually become a hooker because she is actively trying to get work that night. (laughs) Well, um, I think it was it was funny because there is a uh, video clip that like it was like on a newsreel that Jeffrey kind of came across and this was right after he just blew himself up, you know, had fireworks with the fucking, uh, you know, hooker clan and they, so he's sitting in the, the, the room and he sees the news uh, report and he sees Zorro, uh, Zorro being the pimp and he's screaming at a girl saying, where's my money? Like, uh, give me my money. Like you got my money. And like, that's just the way he kind of, you know, worked the streets is like, he just like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. I don't want this. It's ruling with an iron fist. Yeah. And, but the girl that he's screaming at is Elizabeth. Like, so she's like, he was hallucinating that a little bit. I don't know. And that's where I was like, was he hallucinating or was it a, I have no idea. Yeah. It's like, or, or was that actually, because it was a news report. So it was like a live thing. And it's like, it wasn't like a, a, they, they didn't set it up where it's like he was, like, for him to say that I'm hallucinating, I'm losing my mind, and then he does a lobotomy thing again. None of that. It was just like he freaks out, says no, 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 and then turn around. And it's like once uh, Elizabeth is put back together and all the hooker, like, so somehow all of the dialogue that all these hookers have had throughout the night are now filtered all through Elizabeth's brain and she is like consumed and, and that's all she can say is everything that these hookers said yeah, previously. Yeah, it was, it was a repeat dialogue. Um, again, don't think about it too hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why would that happen? Yeah, don't it's like, think about so, it too hard. so all their memories and everything is like in their ass cheek or in their fingers or... Yep, whatever. <laughs> so, okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Zorro. Before we forget about him, he was he was just a cut and paste pimp. There was nothing really spectacularly stand out about him. I except for that scene in the bar when Frank Franken Hooker walks in and he sees the brand on her, and his other pimp buddy goes and tries to give her head under the table. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, that was the thing is like, <laughs> <laughs> so Zorro was he was very interesting, but he was also very forgettable. Like he didn't. He, they didn't really use him too much, um, and I, I almost kind of feel like that was a it was it was a miss opportunity. Kinda, I think they could have done more with him, but he did end up cutting Jeffrey's head off at the end of the movie. Yeah. So at least he ended up living up to the threat that he was set up to be at the beginning when we first meet him um, in that men's bathroom of the club. What was the club called? It was like it was, it was like huevos like, gigantes or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was like it was like it was like big nuts or something like that. It was or big, it was like big eggs. Well, big balls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was huevos gigantes, and I was like, you. <laughs> I I we had a thing in a when I was in like drafting class. We had a, uh, it was a, like <laughs> you know like they had like the like the derbies and stuff like that where it's like you would uh, build the cars and then go down or whatever well they had a thing at, at my high school where uh it was you had to build a boat and so 
it had to be a fully working boat that two people could get in and they took it to our school swimming pool we put the boat in and and got it to go so i built a boat and my cousin who was also in the you know uh uh you know another class he built a boat his boat was the border patrol and he actually built like a gun turret on the top of this so i was like it's fucking great but our boat I'm sorry, but we called it Bote con huevos, and uh, it, it was it was really really funny. But like that, especially because your teacher didn't get the joke. No, because he was like, "What?" Because he was like, "Boat with eggs." They were like, "Yeah, boat with eggs." Like it's and the great thing is, our boat won the whole fucking thing because I had the genius idea of using fun noodles. They said you could use foam. I use foam. Pool noodles on Yep, pool noodles on the bottom. That thing fucking float like a fucking dream. It was Bote con huevos, wins of the, the day, and we got it on a plaque. We got it all... It's, at, it's still at the school. Like It's, it's because it's, you had such big balls. Bote con huevos is on a plaque at my high school. It's fucking great. <laughs> Back to Zorro. So, Zorro, he was... Like I said, he I, I think they, they missed an opportunity with him because they set him up when he meets Jeffrey and he's like, oh, let's go talk business. And then that, that's it. And then you see Jeffrey with the girls. And then Zorro's like down at the bottom of the, the shady hotel. Uh, well, wait- yeah, because he chaperoned the girls up. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's waiting on them, and he's just like, oh. Like, and so he goes up, and he's like, oh, your time is up. And he goes, you know, banging on the door. And then this is when all of the girls are literally exploding in this, like, massive fireworks and titties and just, just, it is so goddamn epic. But it's there so was good. no, we're, there was no blood and guts. I think they didn't have the money to actually do the bloody. There is a reason for it, and I'll get into it right after we get it, because I feel like we're going to forget about Zorro as we did in the movie. Um, mm. he, he, uh, so when he goes, he busts open the door and this girl's head explodes and it flies over and knocks him clean out. And then we don't see anything of Zoro. Would you say that Zoro got some head that night? Ah, I'm glad you caught that. Um, <laughs> eh. so, but it's then, not that clever, but all right. But then we go through that massive stretch where there's nothing. And then... The next scene is Zora at the bar freaking out saying, oh, my girls blew up. Like, no, man, they were just they were there one minute and then blown up the net. Like he was like talking to his buddy. And then that's when, you know, uh, uh, Elizabeth walks into the bar. And it's just like it's just really weird. I almost feel like you could have done something with Zoro where Zoro's you know, comb in the streets or something like that. Maybe like throw in, you know, a couple of extra minutes just to get Zorro a little bit more of a threat or something to, you know, to add in there for him. Because it's like just having him like just show up and just like once Elizabeth shows up and then, then he follows them around. It doesn't really add for that, that impact that I think you possibly could have had in this fucking movie. Um, but back to the exploding hooker. Uh, the reason that there 
there was no like blood or anything like that in this and they just kind of did they went they wanted to go for the more uh comical aspect of it but they're also trying to avoid getting an nc-17 well it didn't work because they got hit with an x no i know but no they there was the thing was like when they were going through that scene that like for the rating and stuff like that they were trying to do something where it's like okay because all of the the girls were mannequins mm. and so that's why they were trying to make it look as fake they were trying to make it look as fake as possible and then still make it funny and also fucking insane as much as it possibly could to avoid an NC-17 because I think 1990 was the first year that the NC-17 rating came into play um, and then like all the, we already went through all this stuff with their ratings before but that was that's what they were trying to do and so that scene was them trying to be bad and it worked like it was it was great like it was great but terrible <laughs> all in its own awesomely bad Isn't awesomely the bad there yeah. there it is um but yeah but like with zoro i thought it was just really weird and, and the impact didn't hit full-on uh when he showed up after uh jeffrey re-shocks and re-jumps starts elizabeth she comes back she's like what do you like what's happening like I don't understand, and she's and she's fixed. Like that little jolt fixed her right back to where she was. And then Jeffrey has to explain, like, "Oh, well, I, you know, there wasn't enough of you to put together." And it's like I figured it out. And it's like first of all, it's like that's incredible. Like, I mean, granted, it's like these are not my parts, but the fact that you figured out, and, and I think she even gets to that point where she's just like, like the. Like, kind of like oh my god like you did this like this like oh my this is incredible and then out of nowhere fucking zoro slink with a I don't, like what is it what is he does he cut him his head off with a machete like i think it was machete i was like did he have the machete like where i did don't pick know the, like don't think about it too hard <laughs> again it's like, I was like that's the running theme of this episode just don't think about it too hard yeah i mean again it's like i would have had zoro you know, like maybe make that his thing where he's got like a machete. Maybe where know. he didn't seem like he came so out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like, but he came in, cut Jeffrey's head off, and and he starts screaming at Elizabeth, saying like, "It's like you know, th- those are my girls in there," and it's just like, and I was like, like luckily he was there to hear everything Jeffrey was saying, but automatically it was just like, that's like. Totally believable. Those are my girls. Like, I own you. And Yeah, but the electricity that was sent through Elizabeth when he, Jeffrey brought her back and put her back together, not only kind of fixed, like, knocked Elizabeth's brain back into working order, but it was also spread to the chest freezer and reanimated all of the body parts in there and really fucked him up. So when these mutant, messy, melted, oh, it was so gross. Random booby covered body parts start crawling out of this chest freezer. That's when they get rid of Zoro because they drag him back in and drown him. It's in like the a, there's like a head with the, like an arm and like a one titty. There's one that's like an ass, and it's just like they just took like weird body parts and just smashed them together and made these like weird little creatures. And, and coming right off of the thing, all right, the thing. 
proper way to do it. Frank and Hooker? Not so much. You tried. You did good. Like, it's... You, you did your best. You pat like, on the head and a cookie. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for trying. But, like, uh, I could definitely see where that basket case kind of style of, like, the creature. Yeah, kinda... except they didn't do the stop motion that they did do in basket case prior. Yeah. Um, but it ended up, it still looked pretty gross. I think they were going for the gross out. They weren't really going for the horror yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, there's some it, stuff where it's like the faces. I mean, granted, it's, it's They like, just look all melted and stretched out. Yeah, I mean, they, they look they looked pretty rough, but it was just like you could... It was funny, like, you could hear them talking, like, the, the, the hookers talking and saying, like... It's like, oh, Zara! It's like, oh, like, come on, like, oh, let's go date. And they're like... Like, so they were giving all the, the, the hooker lines and stuff like that, but as, like, a weird head mutant thing. Like, it's just... It's just really funny how everything just kind of fused together and became, like, they a living creature. Multiple. The, there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And so they all, like, yeah, grab Zorro and they drag him back to the, the chest cooler. And then they grab the, the, the stems and they're like, oh, stems! And then, like, boom, the door shuts and it's like, oh, that's the end of Zorro. And it's like, the thing that hit me was, we'll get into the ending here in a second, but at the ending... That fucking chest freezer still has those living fucking things in there. What happened to that? Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> like that's like, I was like, oh my god! Like they're like that shit's still there. Mm-hmm. They still have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like there needed to be a Frankenhooker too. Like this just is, to find out what happened to little creatures. Look to find out what happened to Jeffrey, to find out what happened to Elizabeth, to find out what happened to those fucking creatures, find out what happened to Zorro, like find out what happened. Like I mean, Zorro's probably just you know killed and mutilated, but at the same time, it is like for sure. I have questions. So many. (laughs) It's just like I mean, I can answer a couple of those. I'm pretty sure after what happened to Jeffrey, Elizabeth's gay now because Jeffrey now has a woman's body. Uh, which is pretty good because his, his life ooze was estrogen based. So it really only worked on women. And she was like, and she, so she listened and was like, oh, okay, well, that's how I fix him. She well, put his head on a woman's she body. She said that, uh, she's like, well, you took really good notes. Granted, it's like, okay, well, we have no background on Elizabeth at all. Besides, she was kind of a, a, a thick, uh, you know, daddy's girl type of thing. And, um... That, that's really all, all we got. But we don't know if she went to medical school. We don't know any of that. And so when she's like, oh, yeah, you took really good notes. And, like, I was able to follow it really, really, uh, you know, nice and clean. So it's like she was able to put Jeffrey's head on a woman's body and get it cranked up. And then I was like, but she didn't have to wait for the fucking lightning storm or any of that. You're thinking about it again. Stop it. <laughs> again, that's where, like, what... Like there, there's things, but uh, so many, so yeah. many questions. So, but I was like, like, but it was hilarious to see Jeffrey's head on this very voluptuous. He had boobies. Yeah, big old tickle baggies. Um, yeah, boobs. And he wasn't very happy about having his new um, enhancements at all. He was actually very upset that he now had his own pair of boobies to play with. 
Well, he was like, it wasn't even like the, the boobies. It was just the, because he was like, oh my God, what did you do? Where's my Johnson? Yeah. He's like, because he's like feeling around. And, Ain't that like a man? Yeah, he's feeling around. I was like, well, listen, if you got it and you want it, like it, and somebody takes it away from you. Dicks are nothing but trouble. You know that. Yeah, but it's still, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm, it's nice to have. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, but it, it was just really funny just to have him, like, feeling around and then, like, it, you know, completely naked. And he's just like, oh, my God, like, what, what'd you do? And then she's like, oh, but I just but had she to was make so some changes. Of, she was so proud of herself. Yeah, and she's like, but and it was almost. A like, little bit, of it, I think, was petty, too, because of. He was when he told her that she was made of hooker parts. She got real upset. Yeah, and I I think because like the way that she sounded was more of a like like well like I just did what you did. You should be happy. That'll teach you. Yeah, and it. But I mean, granted, it's like you know, for him to sit there and go, I brought you back Mm -hmm. to life. This is the only way that I could, and and, like, and he tried to explain it that way, and then he gets his head cut off. And she was actually almost on board for that whole moment, but then yeah, that ending was it almost felt a little bit of spite. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna get you back. But same time, it's like this is your work; it only works, you know, with with females. So, welcome to the club. Enjoy your first period. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> So, but that was, that was the thing was like, it was really, really funny that I almost feel like if everything would have worked out, Jeffrey could use his woman, new woman body and then figured out a way, you know, the, the component to, you know, to work on a male and then he's got Zorro's body. That could be Frankenhooker too. See? Frankenpimp. Oh my God. See, like we... We're writing gold here, Meg. Cut the check. Jeez, slice of fried gold. But that's the thing is like I think there's so many questions with this movie, but at the same time it's it's as you said, can't ask too many questions. Nope. Um don't think about it too much. Yeah. I mean just plot hole after plot hole and On purpose. They're probably on purpose. Yeah. And that was the thing is like that I found with this movie is that there was times when they would Use like they uh, they were saying that there were like m- mistakes, but then there weren't mistakes, and they felt like mistakes. But they try to justify them as not being mistakes. Yeah, like like for instance, like the so when Jeffrey takes Elizabeth's head out of the the purple rain, and I like that you keep calling it that. <laughs> it's fun for me, um, and, and every time I say it, I just sing the song in my head. Um, but like, so he takes her, her head out of the liquid and when he does, like, so we see the head in the liquid and he pulls it out and when he takes it out, the hair is completely dry. Yep. It's almost like they did like a reverse cut and then, you know, putting it in. But the reasoning behind that, from what I, I could gather was that they wanted to... Well, according to them anyway. Yeah. They wanted... To keep her hair dry to give her that goddess kind of look. It was a mannequin head, though. It was a mannequin. It's like, it's like, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, there's a reasoning behind keeping her hair dry and keeping that, that, 
like all all the stuff that they just they they mentioned, but it was just like little part of me was like, it's okay if you fuck up. It's like continuity stuff. Like it's okay, guys. You're making a movie about dead hookers coming back to life. It's fine. We'll <laughs> like, forgive this. Yeah, but it's just like, but it, like that was just one of those things where it's like they. Yeah, they, we want her to be pristine and goddess-like, and then they do the bit with the red wine where it, he's trying to feed her the red wine, and it's just coming out of the hole in her neck. Nice try. And and the fucking like tablecloth so, is not a sponge. Yeah, it's so magnanimous. Nothing. Three day old pizza. Everything. Oh god. It was, but she's a goddess, you guys. Yeah, just want to give her that effect of being. No, I don't know. Like, and so that that's that's one of those moments where I'm like, like, you, I know you guys fucked up. It's it's okay, but like, um, the scene with the exploding hookers where they're just like, no, we're trying to be bad. And it's like, like, okay, I believe you there. Like that is that's fine. Like it's it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but do you want to give your skull rating? You got anything else for this one or? Um. Well, first of all, before I get my skull rating, this one, for such a short runtime, I felt every minute of this 85 minutes. It felt so long. I love that you do that when with when it comes to movies where you're just like, I felt every minute of this runtime. It was so... I, when, when, uh, it, when it feels like a long movie, you're like, oh my god, I felt every minute, every minute. of this movie. You can pick on me all you want. It doesn't change the fact that this fucker was a slog. <laughs> Woof. Anyway, so it dragged quite a lot in some places. It did have its funny moments. It was definitely much more heavily a comedy than anything else. I am a little disappointed that, as I mentioned before, that a movie called Frankenhooker didn't have the actual hooker in it very long um it took entirely too long to get to the payoff on that um and then even still you didn't get a whole lot of interaction between elizabeth and and jeffrey afterwards overall i can't decide if i like this movie or not i'm gonna give it a three mostly because i don't know what else to give it But I mean, like, but what were the like some of the the like reasonings by giving it a three? Because I can't decide if I actually like it or not. Oh, okay. Um, and it's that's literally the only explanation I have is that I don't know what else to give it. I don't want to give it a bad rating because I don't find it bad, and I don't want to give it a good rating either because there was nothing particularly gripping about it for me. I wasn't super interested in a lot of it um i think this might just be a rewatch thing for me where maybe i didn't pay close enough attention or maybe i just wasn't in the mood when we played it or whatever but i guess i'm just defaulting to giving it a bang down the middle three because i don't i don't know what to make of this one Hmm. um i want to like it i think if i watch it again i'm gonna like it i definitely don't hate it but i don't know i'm in this weird little floaty gray area that i probably won't be able to make up my mind 100 percent for a while hmm. yeah interesting um i 
strange enough, I also, I, I gave it a 2.9. Mm. Um, mine was, like, I actually really tried to give it, you know. Be as objective as you could. Do that due diligence, and it's like, okay, really give it the, you know, my ratings. Because we do our ratings based off of the the kills, the special effects, the acting, the story, uh, the overall enjoyability. Um, so, I mean, I tried to t- go into all those aspects, and, yeah, it still came out 2.9. So, I also... This is one of those movies where it's like, I know I do not hate it. It is not a great movie whatsoever, but at the same time, it's awesomely bad. It's just, it's one of those movies where I could rewatch this over and over again and be fine. It's better when you watch it with somebody. I'm never going to go, you know what? It's a rainy Saturday. What I'm going to watch? Let's throw in some Frankenhooker. Like, no, I'll probably watch, like, Pitch Perfect or something. And, yes, I've watched Pitch Perfect a bunch of times. It, I love that goddamn because movie. Because it's a wonderful movie. It's fantastic. Um, but that's the thing is, like, it's... <laughs> that You know, for this movie, it it was very enjoyable and... It still hit all the little bells and whistles as far as, like, once you actually got into some of the, you know, special effects and things like that. Uh, just to give you two of my absolute favorite moments of this movie was, so when Elizabeth comes back and she starts to roam the streets and she's screaming at people on the street uh, you know, saying like, "Oh, like you got any money? Want to, you know, want a date? You, you know, looking for a good time?" And finally, this guy who looks like this dude from a a Miracle Whip commercial, like literally, it like from the eighties. There's a Miracle Whip commercial where that man looks bald, dude. He's he like a toad with glasses. Yeah, like so he he like. She's like, oh, like, did you find the, the, you know, your perfect girl and stuff like that? He's like, yes, yes, I did. And so it's this this poor man. He decides that you know he's gonna get go get some action. So he takes Elizabeth up to this room, buys this little you know shady hotel, goes up, and they you know start having sex. And it is so shocking that literally electricity flows out of Elizabeth into him and he blows the fuck up. She cooks him. She cooks him good. Yeah, and then like but she's she's picked up his head and his head is still alive. He's like that was great. And then it just kind of like you could tell like he just kind of dies at that point, but he's just like that euphoric. It's so silly just him picking and then she like puts his head down and then just like walks out, stops, walks back picks up his pants, and takes the money out of his pants and walks out. I was like, that's so good. Just that that moment of him, like her stopping. Oh, yeah, and then go back. Um, And then the second uh, favorite scene is, so right after the the shocking blowjob, uh, you know, or or cunnilingus. Yeah, I was going to say, he gave her head, but it was not a... Yeah, yeah. No dick involved. So after, uh, you know, the... Zoro's buddy goes tries to go down on her in this very weird awkward position like I don't know how that would what again 
thinking about it too much. Yep. Uh, but after he gets shocked and the whole bar starts freaking out, Zora runs over and cold cocks Elizabeth right in the head, and her head flips back like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> and like light, like <laughs> bolts are coming out of her neck, and like. But the great thing is, like, you can see the eyes are like looking back and forth, like so the the puppeteer or whatever that they had going on, like the mouth is moving, and it's just like super silly. But it's like a little. I was like for the budget and stuff like that. Good for you guys. Yeah, like, that, no, is, they, that was great. You know where the budget went in this movie, and it all went to the special effects because they were good. They were really so, they were really good. Jeffrey gets Elizabeth. Puts her head back, and then walks her out of the bar. Puts her in the car, and then Jeffrey hits the gas, and the head goes whoosh. She flips back, and it's just like click, and just like it's like the shot is so perfect because you just see the head flick back like uh, in that Pez dispenser just because of the 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 jerk of the car. I'm like that is I was like oh my god, standing ovation like. Uh, so happy. Like, I absolutely love it. But at the same time, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a three, uh, a three as well. I'll just, I gave it a 2.9, but I'm going to go ahead and give it the, that solid three because the enjoyability mm. is there. It's just, and it's one of those things where, for me, I know that I do like this movie, but it's not one that I'm like, aching to revisit. Head over heels yeah. for. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was one of those movies when, even like when I watched it with your mom, I just kind of was just like, huh. why are we watching this? Like, what Like what was the appeal? And like, you had every other movie to watch, and this is the thing you picked out? Like, I was a little upset with her. Not because of, you know, watching, you know, hookers on screen or whatever, but it was just the... It was very curious because yeah, I... why I, that one? Yeah, why that? As I get up, everything. And, and it's like, we owned a bunch of shit. It's like, you could have picked anything. But for some reason, you you had to order this. She ordered that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. But, like, it was just... But at the same time, it was just like, even watching it, after watching it, it was just like, you know what? I'll allow it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like, uh, again, I'm all about it. All right. Yeah. Well, think- and if I could find the VHS tape with the fucking the voice, I'm going to I'm gonna buy, I, I, you know what, I'm going to go on Amazon right after we get done. I'm going to take a look. Take a gander. Just to see. Yep. I'm going to go prowl on the streets for Frankenhooker. All right. Well, you should be able to do that here in just a minute because we're done. Yay. We're done with Frankenhooker. Join us next week for Craig's Pick where we get to watch. <laughs> we're going to do Velocipaster. This one's gonna be. Great. Oh, I can't wait! I am so excited to do this one. Um, I've heard some amazing things about this movie. What was the YouTube channel? It was Amanda. Amanda of the Jedi. Amanda the Jedi. Go watch her stuff. She's fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's hilarious and adorable. But she did a. She got a pre-screen copy from a film festival when this movie came out a couple years ago, and. She was so excited about this movie. She ended up buying it on Blu-ray when it came out as a release. So I watched her break down a review of it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. And then you got really, you already wanted to see it just because the premise was so dumb. We but were, now you're like so on board to watch we were, it. We were going through like, because I was like, well, do I want to do like something like Sharknado or, you know, like any of those? Like, it's like, do I really want to do 
those. And so I was like, you know what? Like, let me just go through the list. And I just went through and I like that name, Velasa Pastor, came up. And I was like, it's a, a pastor that turns into a dinosaur. Like, yes, please give it to me now. <laughs> so join us next week when we cover that one. In the meantime, join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher at Creepin' It Real. R-E-E-L is a movie reel. If you'd like to sponsor an episode or if you have a movie idea, you can hit us up on the email, creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com. And if you like us a whole bunch um, and you have it, you, you've already subscribed and liked and shared, jump on our Redbubble page, creepinitreal.redbubble.com for podcast merch. Everything from t-shirts to stickers to home goods. And all of our designs are done by Mr. Lunchbox. That is me. So you know that they are unique and awesome. Mm-hmm. So I do all the damn work. So get decked out and creepin' merch. Uh, and then until the next episode, I have a Meg. I have been Lunchbox. You want a date?